Welcome to Coping with COVID-19, the daily podcast from Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. Of course, we're now into this era of social distancing, of working from home, of uh, businesses shuttering in order to basically deal with uh, economic calamity. And it's a marathon. We know that we're going to be into this and maybe deeper uh, quite soon, uh, but certainly for a period of some months. We wanted to get a bit of a gauge of how Canadians are in the early days coping with this, what their strategies are, what their behaviors are. And to do that, of course, uh, we turn to Mario Canseco, who's the president of Research Co. Mario writes for us twice weekly with Glacier Media, and he's fresh out of the field, although I think that's a figurative term, Mario, not a literal term. You haven't been out in the field. Uh, you have been polling Canadians, though, to find out what it is that they've been doing, how they've been behaving. Uh, so thanks a lot for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Uh, these are uncharted waters, and it's important to try to figure out how Canadians feel about this issue, uh, what they are doing, and whether those two are, are something that matches. And I think that was one of the biggest uh, surprises of the survey. You know, we do see a lot of Canadians who say this is something major, uh, but there are some who believe that certain behaviors that they shouldn't be necessarily doing right now uh, are continuing to do. Yeah, that's the thing that I think that uh, that uh, I guess we have to look at is is the gap between what we're being told to do, what we understand is the right thing to do, and yet what we're doing. Is it a really large gap? Uh, it is in a way because we only see three percent of a uh, Canadians who say that this is not something that we should be worried. Uh, right now with. And, and it's definitely a low number. It's one in 33 Canadians who say this is something that will pass. Uh, so there's clearly a higher level uh, from Canadians uh, who believe that this is something that we should be dealing with. But when we get into specific issues related to what they are doing right now, uh, we do find that there's roughly one in five who say it's okay to go and visit elderly relatives. Uh, we see almost uh, three out of 10 who say that it's okay to hold gatherings of less than 10 people. So the social distancing aspect of this is something that has been lost with some Canadians, particularly those who are aged 18 to 34. Do you think it's because we're not seeing evident sickness around us? And so we, we assume that, you know, that, that if someone doesn't have symptoms, they can't be ill. This is definitely one of the issues that we see in the survey. Uh, the idea that if you're not showing symptoms, uh, you're fine, you can carry on with your life. Uh, it's impossible right now to know whether somebody actually carries this virus. And it's one of the reasons for some of those younger Canadians uh, to think that they'll be fine. You know, I'm not showing any symptoms. I think I can go on with my life. But you could be carrying this virus and then taking it to somebody who's more vulnerable right now. Is it, um, is it age-related, the behavior? And in many ways, it is. You know, I do see more younger Canadians who feel that they can continue to carry on as if nothing happened. Uh, more of them who are saying that they could go to a restaurant if they wanted to. Uh, more of them who say they would go to a specific place where there's more than 10 people. Uh, it's also a little bit higher in Quebec and in Alberta, which is quite strange. You know, it's not often that we see those two provinces joining together uh, to say that something is the same. So it's kind of strange. Uh, BC is kind of uh, at the height when it comes to dealing with this type of situation and not doing things that we shouldn't be doing. Uh, so there is a little bit of hope here. Uh, but there's definitely a situation where the number should be closer to, let's say, one in 10 Canadians thinking that some of these things are reasonable and it's more likely to be around a third. Really? That, that many? Um, is, are there big differences between how men and women 
are approaching this so far? The gender gap is quite astonishing. We definitely see a situation where women are more likely to say, let's not do any of these things. This is a crisis. This is something that is going to take uh, a long time to get through. And it's something that is going to be with us for a little bit longer than many men think so. Uh, we definitely see men thinking that everything's fine, that uh, things are going to get better sooner rather than later, and also believing that they're immune to many of these problems that we're seeing. So ultimately, I think uh, there's many Canadians who are heeding the message from their health, from from uh, the, their own health services when it comes to deal, doing things. Uh, but there are many others uh, who believe that this is fine and they should carry on with their lives. Yeah, I mean, one of the problems that I guess we've noticed this week uh, here at Business in Vancouver and reporting on this has been just uh, the fact that the messages have, have shifted so quickly. I mean, here we were a week ago being told by our chief health officer that, you know, go out, get out to restaurants, uh, you know, uh, you know, don't don't shut down the economy. And then a few days later, I mean, she she had to be, you know, in, in a very different message track, which was, no, it's now time to not just go home, but stay home. Um, is there perhaps just a bit of a lag here where people have heard an earlier message, taken it to heart and not considered that this was really the emergency that now it's apparently uh, there is a little bit of a lag, and I think it has to do with the way specific provinces dealt with this. Uh, there are definitely areas of the country where more residents are saying, I'm not doing this, and I don't think this is reasonable. And there are others where the numbers definitely change. And it has been something that has really hit us quite rapidly when it comes to the way in which we feel about it. We've been talking about this issue uh, for a few months now, but nobody expected it to come into Canadian shores this quickly and at a situation that is going to be altering our lives as much as it has for the past week. Yeah, I guess we can look to the South and see what it is that they're experiencing. I think people would uh, acknowledge that uh, the United States is is ahead of Canada in terms of the, um, the the involvement of COVID-19 in the population, although you can never be sure, we, we don't have a lot of testing going on here. But, uh, you know, is it is it also a little bit of a case of Canadian smugness that kind of um, emerges here where where we look at it as being almost everybody else's issue but us? I think there's a little bit of that. And, and it, it has a lot to do with specific things that maybe we're not ready to say goodbye to yet. Uh, we see it more uh, with the over 55 uh, residents, with those between the age of 35 to 54, those who have kids who are more likely to say, this is dangerous, I don't think we should expose ourselves to something like this that could be detrimental to our own communities. Uh, and we see a little bit of that, uh, but not at the level that we would like to see, in my view, uh, with the 18 to 34 crowd. You know, they're still trying to figure out how to have fun, how to do things outdoors. Uh, the social distancing message uh, really hasn't resonated that much with this generation. And it's definitely problematic because it's not something that is related to the way you feel right now. You could be carrying this virus and not yeah. know it. It's, I suppose it doesn't help that we've uh, come into the spring. I mean, if we were coming into winter weather, my guess is that we would see a lot of people going indoors and not getting too fussed about it. The fact that it's rather beautiful right now, uh, we're here in British Columbia, uh, that, you know, this is an outdoors province uh, in the main, doesn't really support, I think, the uh, the policies that, uh, that we're doing. They're a bit incongruent with it. So I guess what I'd ask there is, what what do you think policymakers have to have to deal with here now 
now that you're seeing this behavior? Well, one of the key issues here is definitely related to the way in which the messages are going to be relayed to those who need to listen to them. Uh, we've had daily briefings, we've had discussions in many areas of the country related to what you should or shouldn't be doing. And I think part of the problem is, as you mentioned earlier, is it's the lag. You know, maybe you heard something on Tuesday that was okay. It's Friday and it's no longer okay. And things have really definitely changed. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons for this to be happening the way it is. Uh, but there's also a lot of concern in, in certainly some animosity towards those who should be at home and aren't doing this right now. So in, in the next couple of days, in the next week, maybe, uh, we'll get a, a much uh, a, a clearer picture of the situation um, when it comes to the way Canadians feel about those who are breaking curfew when they shouldn't, or essentially those who have been doing things that they shouldn't be doing, such as hoarding and essentially trying to sell something at a higher price. Uh, there will be some animosity towards uh, these Canadians. Uh, but ultimately, what we'd like to see is a situation where if you only have uh, one in 33 Canadians saying that this is not a crisis, the numbers of those who are taking care of themselves and not doing anything that could be detrimental to their own communities should be closer to that. Yeah. Uh, if it persists, I mean, if, if you know, look, we're going to have a probably a pretty nice weekend here in Vancouver. I think much of the province is going to be in a pretty sunny, mild, uh, mild uh, time. Um, does it become then almost impossible to avoid a national lockdown, do you think? Uh, I think it's something that is definitely in the cards, uh, particularly because of the way in which other jurisdictions have reacted to it. We saw what happened in Northern Italy, which was ultimately expanded to the rest of the country. We see what is happening in Spain. Uh, we see certain jurisdictions in the U.S. saying we are going to move towards something that is closer to this, even though the leadership at the federal level has left much to be desired. Uh, but we do have a situation here where this might be the only option to try to do something that is similar to what, what was done in Europe, because doing this piecemeal uh, hasn't had the uh, unanimous effect that a lot of people expected it would have. Obviously, the societies of China, South Korea, and Japan are different than ours in terms of uh, an overall societal discipline, and, and in the case of China, you know, certainly the, the authoritarian nature of its government, its ability to impose these kinds of curfews, uh, and and to be you know rather stark about it. Um, you know, as you see it, um, you see a bit of a flouting of the um, of the guidelines that. Uh, governments are providing us uh, is is it clear that we can actually develop that kind of discipline in short order? I mean, it, it, in in what you're reading from uh, polling, um, you know, are are people kind of ready to go inside if they're really ordered to do it? I see a lot of residents of Canada who take the survey and who say this is where it's going. We are ready for. For something that is going to be having an impact in our lives for the long run and i think they're ready to make that commitment uh, ultimately i think it's a decision that is left to specific levels of a government uh, but i think there's definitely a lot of canadians who are ready for this ultimately what is uh, really fascinating to me to watch is there's many who are already taking more steps than are necessary to deal with this type of situation self-quarantining even if they weren't away or weren't uh, close to somebody who was infected or was tested uh, so I think we are ready for something like this. It's just uh, more about the issue of somebody who believes that these regulations and guidelines uh, do not apply to them. And that is definitely something that is sad because they could be carrying this virus, taking it into other places because they feel invincible. 
Yeah. Uh, last area that I think I want to, and I don't mean to just have it be all negative because obviously some people are doing some great things with their, with their behavior. Um, but are we starting to see also the sense of resentment um, among Canadians that they're doing things and their neighbors aren't, their loved ones aren't, their families, their friends aren't? We are starting to see a little bit of that. I think there's definitely some generational aspects of it. You know, last week it was all about discussions on social media about kids telling their own parents to not go out. Uh, the numbers now seem to reflect that it's the other way around. It's essentially a lot of young people who believe that this is happening uh, and it's not going to be something that is going to hit them. Uh, but I think we will see a little more of that resentment. I think this is different from other moments in which uh, Canada has had uh, a situation where everybody's um, figuring out what is going to be happening next. Uh, the fact that we don't have entertainment options outside the home and no sports to watch, uh, people are going to be looking for somebody to be upset at. Uh, right now, it's not the government, neither at the federal level, BC level or specific municipalities. Uh, so it's going to have to be the ones who are either breaking curfew, hoarding and selling stuff, or also offering bogus cures for coronavirus online. So if the animosity is going to happen, it'll happen to those who are behaving improperly right now. Yeah. Mario Canseco, it's always good to talk to you. Uh, nice to talk to you virtually today. Uh, good, to, good to have you on the program. Thanks for your help on this. And you can find Mario's work uh, at BIB.com and other Glacier Media sites. Today is polled right out of the field on Canadians' attitudes and behaviors right now uh, toward COVID-19. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure, Kirk, anytime. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief of Business in Vancouver. You've been watching Coping with COVID. We'll see you next time.